John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. What up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It's brand new ending, early 2000s punk. 70 times 7. It was their most popular song at a time, and it's Drinking Thursday, so what better than to play the song that's all about drinking? Have another drink and drive yourself home. I hope there's ro- I hope there's ice on all the roads, and you can think of me when you forget your seatbelt, and again when your head goes through the windshield. This is the kind of song you like starting the show off with, Jake? Thir- Thirsty Thursday? I think it show- shows how far we've come a little bit with... Uh the the Jonathan Martin story we're going to talk about later, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean I I had so many friends, so many friends obsessed with Brand New. Yeah, I loved Brand New. I mean I I liked him. I never fully deep dive, but yeah, I liked Brand New. I didn't like their later albums, but I liked their earlier ones. But I know Evan and Co likes Brand New a lot. This song is he's singing to the singer or the guy from Taking Back Sunday, which is what we opened the week with. They were in a feud, a rift. That's who he's telling to go get in a drunk driving accident and die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they, uh, brand new used to, that was their most popular like requested song at concerts, but they, they, it was so petty. They were like 19 or 20 or whatever, and they were kind of over the feud. So when they would go to concerts and people would be chanting for it nonstop, and then at one show they said, all right, here's 70 times 7, and then they did like, they like did, and then they all walked off stage. And that's how they ended the show. Just a total okay. fake out. Total fake out. Oh, pump fake. They didn't play it. You didn't say that part. <laughs> they like they like went to play it. <laughs> Nothing walked off. Okay. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I was just like, okay, they played their last song. Nice. No, no, no. They said, here's 70 times 77. <laughs> walked off stage. Okay. Yeah. Because everyone got all excited. So angry. Bitter. That's teen music right there. Yeah, that's why like I I never got into that stuff because it was so like angsty. Like I never had any of that. We talked or we talked a little high school stereotypes on talking the angst yesterday. I never was angsty. I don't think I really was either. Maybe maybe like, you know, certain tiny things, but it was never over I was never overcome with like an angsty persona. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, how do you like these lines though? You've I've seen more spine on a jellyfish. 
You're gonna use. You should use that in your everyday life. Burn roasted. Yeah, I've seen more guts on eleven year old kids. Which one's the worst burn? Jellyfish one's pretty good burn. Oh, I've seen more spawning on our jellyfish. Yeah, it's a class. Depending how you deliver that, I mean, that could be an 1800s burn. <laughs> yeah, so that is the end of uh, 2000s punk rock. I don't know what the theme is for, for next week. Jordan was sending me a bunch of good ones. Uh, it was like One Hit Wonders might do that. Uh, theme songs. We can roll theme songs a couple weeks. That'll be fun. There's some other ones. Songs with female names in the title. I like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to get weird and have fun with the themes. Maybe I'm going to do that tonight. How are you doing, Jake? Cool, man. Um, I'm good. I'm good. The uh, tough, tough sports night for me. Um, we're we're going to relive it in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, just, just one of those nights the sports gods aren't with you. And that, that happens. And you have to appreciate that. And you have to bow to them. You have to give them your extra prayer so they'll come back when you need them. But, um, yeah, basically flipped from UConn to the Celtics game. And it was it, it felt like for half an hour, God said, you deserve to be punished in the sports world. Yeah. So... That was good. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it was kind of kind of a recovery day. Not had got uh been lacking in the sleep department lately, and then uh woke up today and was like, yeah, I was like, wow, I got a good night's sleep. That's good. Um, then the d- new bag of dog food was in the car. Yeah. So. And the car, I live in an apartment building, so the car's kind of a little bit of a trip away, so I had to carry, like, a 40-pound bag of dog food. And, like, that was more intensive labor than I could have done this whole day. And it was, like, instant. So I felt like I just never got to wake up today. Like, it was the first thing I had to do. Yeah. It's early, though. Maybe you can wake up later. Right. But, I mean, then that throws everything even more off. If I'm waking up at 11... I mean, now it's it's all kaputs, but I, I'm probably going to go go back. I'm probably going to rest after we record and I edit this because my nice. neck is so stiff. I didn't get any sleep because I'm a big sleep on my side guy. Both sides just tossing a turn in. I had to sleep like a coffin sleeper and I can't do that because my neck hurts so bad. So I think I might by relax. I mean, probably go bring my laptop to the couch and pick out songs sure. for next couple weeks. Have, or do have, something. Have some Advil. Like I told you that last night. You ignored me. No, I said I'd take an Advil. Oh, okay. Yeah. You said you were gonna have nature's medicine, not Advil, last night. Did both. I also. Uh, isn't there a joke about a stiff neck from Austin Powers? Yeah. Yeah. You got a Viagra stuck in my throat. Had a stick stiff neck for a week. Yeah. There it is. I just, timer. I just made that joke. Everyone act like I just made it, because I'm the one with the stiff neck. Oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, if you use that at a couple of the local spots in Jersey today, I think you'll get a couple laughs. Yeah. Well, If you head to the liquor store in the corner and you drop the, uh, yeah, I got a, got a Viagra stuck in my neck. Been stiff for a week. 
Guy behind the counter will be like, what was that? Why'd you say it like that? Yeah, guy guy at the liquor store across the street from me wouldn't really get it because he's, he's, he's something. Okay. You want to talk you, about it something you, or you can't do, talk? Can you not politely say a guy's like weird anymore or off? Like, like how would no, I say I that? I think like there's something it just, up it depends, with that dude. It depends why they're weird. Yeah, yeah. Because like being weird is still is still cool and wants to be cool. At the same time, it's not. No, like there, he's not all there in the brain. But how do you say okay. that? Like, how do I tell someone that in a way where I'm not being offensive? Because everyone knows there's certain people that aren't all there in the brain. You'd say like he's got a couple screws loose or something like that. Okay, all right. And then cool. people are like, oh yeah, he's a little, 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 little weird. Yeah, so I don't think he'd get the stiff neck joke. But Only one way to find out. I big timed him once, and then I felt so I felt so gross about it. He was nice. watching. We walked in, and Michael K was on TV, and he was like, "You know, one time Michael K, because Michael K's producer lives on the same street as me. One time that guy Michael K came in here, came in the store, and I said, oh, I have his phone number.'" <laughs> I was like, "That was so Be- douchey." Big time. <laughs> it was really douchey of me, but I was like, no, whatever. It happened. It happened. And I was like, so I'll probably never ever do that again. Anything else to get into before we go into sports? I got a stiff neck. We got an interview we're recording tonight, so I'm going to try and do nothing in between, I think. Yeah, I don't think so. What's today? Today's Thursday? Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's do Thursday, it. Thursday. Let's get into sports. UConn lost to Tulsa. They've never won in Tulsa before, but the real story is that both head coaches were ejected for potentially having a damaging conversation per the ref's brain. Hey, ref, your refing is bad and you should feel bad. St. John's beat Creighton 81-61 to to capture their 15th win of the season, which was the next stipulation for when we could mention them on the show. Congrats, Albert. The Mets said they aren't trading, they aren't targeting Bryce Harper because then where would Jeff McNeil play? McNeil has played 63 games in the bigs and has three career home runs. The Nets and Rockets went to OT and Brooklyn came out victorious. Dimwitty, Dimwitty came off the bench and dropped 33 points, including the go-ahead end one with 28 seconds left. Dimwitty. Say Dinwiddie again. Dinwiddie. It's a fun name. Yeah. A really fun name. What happened with UConn, Jake? What not? Let's not talk about your bet of the day aspect. This coach well, you just handsh- did. What? You just did. The coach handshake. So people that weren't watching, it's kind of really hard to explain. Hurley, the UConn coach, was yelling at the refs because... They called a foul on UConn that they didn't call on the other team, or vice versa. I, I, I got you. I got right, you. Go ahead. So, so UConn player drives and gets fouled, and Hurley gives the refs like a finally, like thank God you've been calling that for them, like thank you for finally calling that for us. Yeah, classic coach. So then the Tulsa coach is in earshot, and he. Frank Haith, the Tulsa coach, yells at the UConn coach, Hurley, and he's like, 
hey, shut up, man. Like, we haven't been getting that call. Like, what are you talking about? And then Hurley looks back at him. Like, he starts off surprised. He's like, I didn't even know you were in the conversation. <laughs> and then he's like, no, man, you've been getting that call. We haven't been getting that call. So the, the coaches just start mouthing off a little bit. So uh, they, they get the technical. The, the ref, like, the crowd starts getting a little rowdy. And uh, ref gives the technical, and it's like, okay, yeah, we. I mean, the game was just delayed because you two coaches were having a discussion on the sideline. That's fine. So then, it, like it, things, things come down a little bit, and then Hurley, the UConn coach, goes over, and he's, he throws out the international sign for shake my hand, put an putting your hand out there but he was like at this point it, it was weird timing by him it was like too much like he one of his assistant coaches was like holding him back so he's reaching over his assistant coach with the handshake while the, the Tulsa coach has two of his players between him and Hurley and he's still doing and the Tulsa coach so I mean I'll throw him under the bus too he was still doing a tough guy coach routine like why would I shake your hand right now and so now the crowd is starting to escalate again. And so from there, everyone started realizing, like, this is pretty ridiculous. Like, we're, we're a minute and a half in on the sideline of just the coaches doing nothing, really. And then so the refs come over, and you see both coaches' like eyes go like wide open. And so everyone's like, yo, they must have just tossed them both. And so then the coaches do like uh, uh, the two kids trying to get the second night of sleepover going. Like the two coaches come together, they shake hands and they're talking to the ref, like whichever parents they got to convince. And they're like, no, we're cool now. We're shaking hands. We're friendly. Like you guys are, you guys were so right with the one technical, but we don't need to do the two technicals, right? And the ref's giving a face like, I didn't want to do that, but I kind of had to because things were escalating and like I can't take back. There's no take backs. So then they both got tossed. Lead, one, of, one of the lead stories on Espen today. Not because of the game. I, as you were telling the story, I like had a change of opinion almost, which now I'm trying to figure out if I actually, I think Hurley shaking his hand I'm with Haith on that one. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. We don't need to shake hands right now. Like, you know my feelings aren't actually hurt. I know your feelings aren't actually hurt. We don't need this big display where you're now the hero because you shook my hand. Like, I think that was a passive-aggressive move. Or I can easily see how Haith would take that as a passive-aggressive move. And be like, fuck you, dude. Let's just get go play the game. I don't need to shake your hand. So I actually don't like Hurley trying to shake hands right there. You're absolutely right. It, it was passive-aggressive try to look like the good guy for no reason. Yeah. Um, that yeah. just wasn't needed. Um, like, something like that would have been fine if they had, um, if they had, like, a relationship through the years. Like, if these guys had been coaching against each other for five years, twice, two games a year, they and have... they'd be like, no, man, we, we do this every year. Like, we're competitive guys. But this was their first time playing. Yeah. They, they have known each other forever. Because yeah, I'm looking at the post game conversations, and he says, "I've known Frank for a very long time, probably 15 or 20 years. Back when I was a high school coach, he would recruit my players, and uh, 
Hurley said, I feel as though that situation escalated because of the officials and the way they handled it. And Haith confirmed, like, no, we're we're pretty friendly. What they Yeah. But but still, I'm kind of now see why the refs were like, This this has been delayed forever. Just get out of here. It just it took too long. Yeah. It took too long and it this was a crowd based ejection. Like the crowd started getting like like WWE brawl rowdy, yeah. And, and so the so the basketball game has been stopped for close to two minutes, and now you've got a crowd that like wants blood. <laughs> it's like yeah, you can't have that. You got one coach trying to like shake my hand, dude. It's over. Shake my hand, and you got the other coach both hands in his pockets, just looking at right. him like no, no. As a ref, kind of kind of saying, get out of here. Just get out of here. Yeah. You guys aren't even coaching right now. You're just doing whatever this is. So I, I, as you were explaining it, and I was watching the video again, I had, it's like probably the fifth time I watched it. I had a little change of heart on the whole situation. Yeah, and I, 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 I will also say, so Hurley should get some passive aggressive blame. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that. Um, I think the Tulsa crowd, man, because so Hurley goes for the passive aggressive handshake over his assistant coach and the crowd reacted like Hurley had take a, st- a step towards Frank Hay to Maybe like they start he something. A gun. No, I don't think they thought that, but uh, they, they thought it was an aggressive step forward. Like you want to, you want to talk still, but yeah, yeah. So that, that was my night. And then dude, wait, hold he, on. He, Are you still on UConn? Yeah. Okay. I was going to start talking about the game a little bit. All right, yeah, you can talk about it. I just wanted to say on the ejections, last night the Cincinnati coach got ejected, so it's three uh, um, in the conference ejected in two days, which is a bad look for the conference and the conference refs. And uh, Cronin, Mike Cronin, the Cincinnati coach, when he got ejected, had a good quote in his postgame. He said, what they did, they penalized a group of kids, and they should be suspended Instead, the league office is monitoring my press comments right now to see if I say anything wrong. That's the problem with our sport. Boom. Boom. I like that. All right, go. Tell me about the game itself. So UConn has never won at Tulsa. The 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 basketball, UConn men's basketball has, I believe they're tied for the most championships in the last 22 years, something like that. I'm, I'm blanking on the stat right now. They've never won at Tulsa. Hurricanes in Madison Square Garden. They've never won at Tulsa. And Jim, this was just they they were they got their first conference win. They had a brutal loss in OT to Cincinnati at Cincinnati, which is a game that nobody nobody really thought they were gonna have a chance in, but it, it was great. It was like, wow, we can build on this. We if we could see more of this, we'll be awesome. And uh yeah, man. So it was at Tulsa, and then they played the two worst teams in the conference this year at home. So they had a chance to get like a three game win streak going, get get the boys some confidence, start it up. Um, and they just never had like the extra hustle step or an extra pass. Like they they didn't do anything. Um, what's I was I was gonna use a good word, but I don't know know it. Commensary. What's that word mean? Commensary, like commemorative, like uh, I think that's like uh, an award. 
Yeah, I don't know. There there was nothing there was nothing next level about their game. It was just average. Like didn't didn't do much. And then at the end of the game, like they tried to turn it on a little bit, but it was also Tulsa. So you know how the end of the game it turns into okay. The losing team is either going to try to take the quickest layup they can or shoot a three-point shot, and then they're going to foul and do free throws, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, so UConn's, UConn started fouling with, like, a little over a minute left, and Tulsa just kept giving up the easiest layups. But, like, so easy. Like, y- you and me making layups out there. Like, not a, not a joke. Uh-huh. And the problem was, like, Tulsa would make, like, three out of every four. So UConn, UConn would be gaining a point, like, every 15 seconds. So the game went on with UConn making layup after layup. Tulsa making three out of four free throws. So the last minute of the game was, I, I'd say, over five minutes real time. And just like, well, will will Tulsa finally miss miss a miss a free throw, or will UConn make a three? And it just never happened. Yeah, just never happened. So that was, I mean, that was a level of torture outside of the game for me. Um, and it it was just it's just ridiculous. There is no there's there's nothing extra, nothing extra about this team. They lost. Um, and luckily from there, I flipped over. Is it Tri-State News? No, but I, I flipped over to the Celtics game. And so the Raptors had made a big comeback. And I was like, oh, wow. Raptors going to come back in Boston. Big comeback. Like this, the Celts were on a three-game losing streak. Like this is this is going to be news. And then I think from the second I turned the game on, I think the Celtics went on like a 13-0 and run and just won the game. Nice. So, so yeah, the the sports gods had some redemption for me for that for the Yankees getting their guy in DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, well, the Yankees. Uh, I mean, the sports gods are helping uh, Jeff McNeil out. Yeah, because now they won't get Harper because they have Jeff McNeil. Who said that? I think Brody said it. I mean, I. Uh, I I I want to I want to see the quote because that's wild. I wonder was it? Because they had the Jed they had the Jed Lowry presser yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Um. So I'm wondering if it came up through then. Um. But yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I think that so. uh, Van Wagen cited the need to to find playing time for Jeff McNeil as a reason the Mets do not consider the outfield a priority. McNeil may receive the majority of his at-bats as an outfielder following the additions of Lowry and Robinson Cano. So, yeah. They're not looking for other outfielders, Pollock or Harper, because Jeff McNeil. Pretty silly. Who knows what anything means anymore? But they're probably not, because they've already had a big offseason. Yeah, pretty silly. Uh, Nets won big. That's about all we got there. Won an OT, Jim. Yeah, it's the Rockets. That's a pretty big win for Nets fans, right? And Nets, like, Rockets yeah, are a good team. They t- they can play with them. So, good job, Nets. Jer- 
Jared Allen just adding victims to his block list, Jen. Ooh, like a pussy on Twitter, blocking everyone. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I sent setting you up to continue that or or make a sound effect, but I did. It seems Ooh. like you're good. Ooh, let's go to national Ooh. news. Jimmy, the big news yesterday, it comes out that the Chicago White Sox offer Manny Machado seven years, 175, which seemed really low for Manny, but hey, Buster only reported it. Pretty wild stuff. Oh, hours later, Manny Machado's agent, Dan Lozano, says (laughs) that is not true at all. Baseball offseason, a mess. Make it better. Kyrie... Reaches out to his old friend, LeBron James. Apologizing, asking about some leadership things, Jim. How about that? People helping people. It's powerful stuff. And then as referenced earlier, ex-NFL player Jonathan Martin must go to trial over threatening post (laughs) where he talked about shooting incognito, Mike Pouncey, his old high school, and the Dolphins facility. lot going on a lot of fun stories here the mlb one if you're not interested in baseball it's just just this is what you need to know this the year has been complete the offseason has been a complete mess with reporters reporting things that aren't true with posturing and and people getting fed things you know they're using the media as a tool agents and teams and the last one was that uh Seven years, $175 million for Machado was the offer the White Sox gave him, and no one else is beating it. And that's preposterously low. Yeah. When there's, when there, and I, there was, I, Jim, I think you and I shy away from actually thinking we're, we're experts on stuff. And well, I'm not um, an expert on anything. You know, you, 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 you make references that if someone's actually copying our sports bets that they're insane, unless they're following you, Jim, they'd be making a lot of money. So I think you need to start calling yourself an expert. But um, when this came out, you know, for everything we've heard from Bryce Harper's camp and like actual reports this offseason where he turned down a $300 million offer from the Nats, and then there's a report that came out after that that said the Nats like up the offer. So let let's say Bryce Harper has a 325 mil offer out there. And then it finally leaks out the Chicago White Sox that have traded for Manny Machado's friends and family, literally. Literally have now made their big offer and it's 100 25 150 million less than what Harper's going to get which hey maybe Harper's got more the name and he'll sell more gear and he's just as talented and he could be a better player but like it was kind of just like a what are we really doing here Yankee Twitter obviously went insane if that's the price and then it leaked out hours later like oh nope not true yeah I mean everyone's just yelling and screaming how couldn't this be true that's insane if this is true Yankees need to match it 
listen to what you're saying. How could this be true? If this right. is true, it's not true because that's crazy. That's crazy yeah. low. We'll see. Imagine if this comes out and it's the real deal, then I'll say, hey, we're fools, but that sucks for Manny to get and suck for him. But it does kind of revenue wise. Like he was supposed to get, should be getting way more than that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But then the fun thing is like Lorenzen or Lozano, I keep calling him Lorenzen. Lozano. Lozano, who's Machado's agent, he addressed the media, which like is kind of crazy. And he wrote, I have known Bob Nightingale and Buster only for many years and have always had a good professional relationship with both. But their recent reporting, like many other rumors in the past several months, have been inaccurate and reckless when it comes to Manny Machado. I don't know if their sources are blatantly violating the CBA by intentionally misleading them to try and affect negotiations through the public or just flat out lying to them for other reasons. But the truth is that their reports on the details of the White Sox level of interest in Manny are completely wrong. Like, well, shots fired, Buster only. Yeah. Has Buster re- responded yet? Because I, I was checking last night a bunch of times. And, and while this yes. was going on, Passan said, no, they have an eight-year deal for more money on the table. And then Buster only wrote this, and Passan was like, no, 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 no. They're, they're, I stand by what I said. So pretty interesting stuff. Just interesting that the agent had to come out and be like, this is crazy. Nah, Buster yeah. hasn't said anything. Yeah, nothing from Buster. Um, Jimmy, I'm trying to think of something right now. So, I mean, Twitter has obviously become this kind of wild avenue. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's awesome in a lot of ways. It's it's part of the reason that we're we're ending up doing a lot of this stuff. I'm trying to think within sports, like it, you know, Twitter's so cool. Like, oh, Steph Curry's going off, which he did last night, Jim. Seven threes in the third quarter, pretty impressive stuff. Um. Golden State, back at it. I started it. Um, so, like, NFL free agency. Like, the NF- what, what has been negatively affected by Twitter? Like, in the NFL, I can't think of anything. Like, I guess, I guess in the NBA, if you hated trade rumors... Like, that could get frustrating, but people normally love trade rumors because it's just something to gossip about for 10 minutes. And, yeah. like, pe- pe- people don't believe... People don't really believe trade rumors are going to happen until they happen. So, like, as as long as it's still just, like, hearsay, people are happy with that. Baseball free agency in this whole offseason has honestly been dreadful. It's it's It feels like you're being tortured. Yeah. But they probably like it because every day people are losing their minds and talking about the the rumors. Yeah, and that was you. You used the interesting word with the Yankees Twitter, the stamina to just keep all this excitement and craziness going. But dude, I just you know, at, everyone's talking now. Like now, the popular joke on on Twitter is, "Yep, the baseball work stoppage is coming because none of these guys are getting paid." Which I think you and I were ahead of that joke. Which that's cool. Um. But dude, they they have to do something soon because this is it's it's bad. Like Buster Olney's getting thrown under buses now. Yeah, the nicest guy we've ever seen. No one's got anything to report, so they make shit up. Like I I I really hope that one day they get to the period where baseball free agency is like you can sign guys from November first to December fifteenth, and that's it. 
They asked CC Ryan Rucco asked CC Sabathia about that on R2C2 if there should be a deadline. And CC was just like, absolutely not. That that will never, ever happen. Because yeah. it would suck for the players. Right. They'd get they'd get the short end of that stick like hard. I don't know. They I mean they just need to do something because I th- and I just feel like that's the player mentality right now. What, ha- like, what needs to happen is people just need to turn off their brains for like two months and just like wait. <laughs> if, if the general public could just wait, yeah. nothing would be bad. If Buster only but was like... But that doesn't work. But it's not the MLB's problem that people are impatient. Like, But it is. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like the problem is the people being impatient, which isn't related to the MLB, but it, it's the MLB's problem. No, you I know think what I'm from saying? The, no, I, I mean, because I've tuned out. I'm not reacting till the final thing. So nothing's been bothering me for a couple of months. Like, it's right. actually hilarious watching people do this. And from the MLB's perspective, it has to be the same exact thing. Another rumor came out. Another one million tweets were tweeted about our offseason. This is fantastic. Right. They have to love it. I mean, I, I, I just disagree with the way CC said it because, and, and this is what it's going to come down to if there is a strike in the couple years when they have to re-up the agreement or whatever, but like, yo, you, you want to send this back at Major League Baseball and the teams? Then tell Machado and Harper just don't fucking sign for the money that you think you're not wor- that you're worth. Yeah, you know we don't know. Like they could be getting no, good money no, in the end. You you know it's a good look for the MLB if Bryce Harper and Manny Machado aren't playing baseball because they can't get a fair contract. Like that, there's a good look for you, baseball. Yeah, but that's not what. And CeCe's maybe that's talking. what's coming this year. We don't know. Cece's not saying that. He's just saying if if guys had a deadline, then the the all the teams would wait out to the deadline till guys are nervous as hell about not being able to work next year and sign whatever they can at the last. 20 hours well and again i don't know how it was delivered to cc but i mean you open up a window before spring training for guys to sign again which would be awesome because you could build it up and then you could have you know teams are going to be like oh shoot like we we thought we were going to sign these guys but now these guys are available so we're, we're going to want to get them when negotiations open up on february 10th whatever it is two weeks before spring training and dude think think about the trade deadline in baseball the yeah. trade deadline, a lot of teams will wait to trade a guy till then because they can get the most value. Like, there, there's a chance that, you know, if, if some team has an opportunity to get a player and the deadline's coming up at the end of December and they don't think they can get that guy in February or they think more teams going to be in the game, the player could potentially get their best offer. So, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. I just... I mean, it's just kind of miserable, and I don't think what baseball fans are like excited right now. I think everyone but Yankee fans. I don't think so, man. I think Philly fans are going nuts. I'd say White Sox fans, Cubs fans, I think Dodgers Phillies fans. fans and White Sox fans are excited about the possibility of signing Harper or Machado, where Yankees fans are like rolling around in misery of the possibility of not signing them. I think you everyone's think, excited, but you don't think Philly fans or White Sox fans or any any other fan base that are in on these guys are sick of the puppet show that's going on? I don't know. I'm not. In, I don't follow. Like, I mean, they are. I've, I've seen the tweets, like in in Buster's replies and all those places. Like, yeah, I don't think you can cater to idiots. And the people that are annoying on Twitter are idiots. And like, I'm not looking at them anymore. Like, I I don't care. 
I think MLB is happy that yeah. they have people talking every single day. I think now that people are talking about a future work <laughs> work stoppage strike That's two and different players issues not me. getting played every day, I don't think they like that. That's two different separate issues. The work stoppage, I think, might actually happen, but that's that has to do with contract. Has nothing to do with a deadline or no deadline. It just has to do with they're not bumping. Well, yeah, up. The, de- the deadline's a, a a pipeline in Dream World, but it's ex- it's exactly tied to this. It is this story. I don't think the deadline would help the offer size at all. I just think they'd be getting the same exact offers at a, at the same time. And that's that's fine. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. We don't know. Um, but I I think again the the bigger topic has now turned to these guys aren't signed. They're not getting paid, and people are relating that to a potential work stoppage. So no, I don't think that's good for baseball. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. They could all get signed for good money at the end too, and then it's fine off. They could. Everyone talked about it every day, and they got paid. But we've never hit this point before. Yeah. It is a different offseason with the two the two guys though. But it's weird. The the bad thing is that only two teams two or three teams want these two guys. That's the worst thing about. It. That's what MLB needs to fix. The constant right. rumors. And they probably love. That's that's part of the reason why these guys probably haven't signed because they're sh- Manny Machado's shocked that there's one and a half teams that are into signing him right now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to wait it out. A, a generational talent who's 26 years old. Yeah. Jimmy, there's one one big story we we missed. And it's on, it's on me. I I, I should have told you. Jimmy, UConn women beat Tulane 75 to 33, and that's fine. That's kind of a UConn women game. The UConn women have never lost a game in their new conference in the American. <laughs> They're like 103 and 0 or something. Nice. But Jimmy, why this game is important? UConn guard Megan Walker outscored Tulane. Which, first time that's happened since 2002. So, Megan there's, Walker there's scored... Not Meg, a, Megan Walker scored 34, Tulane 33. It's not a sexist thing. And I don't want... it. To, right. and, and it's, like, scary to shit-talk UConn basketball or women's college basketball. Sure. Because then you sound like a sexist. But when you have stats like that coming out, they've never lost a game in their conference. They have one player outscore the entire other team. How am I going to, like, respect that league and that conference and be interested in it. I have zero interest because of those stats. Yeah. Uh, No, I I will say, Jim, the other thing that's... Because you're right. I mean, there is a women's basketball angle there. And, I mean, Gino Gino figured it out, and he has the best comeback ever. Gino's like, hey, I'm doing nothing wrong. Everyone else catch up to me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not blaming Gino or UConn. I'm blaming, like, the NCAA women's, I guess. Do something to make right. that I, league better. The other problem here, Jim, that's, I mean, been kind of ignored is conference realignment stuff. I mean, we, we only talk about it with college football, but right now... The UConn women are in a non-power conference, and they're the most powerful women's basketball team of all time. Um, so, I mean, that's a mess for them. They're they're playing teams that aren't <laughs> anywhere near their level, partially because of, I mean, the women's college basketball landscape. But they're also in a conference where, like, none of their n- none of their teams in their conference are like ranked. And you're talking about the best team ever, so, mm-hmm. but pretty brutal, but kind of wild. Put it, put it on the mantle, Megan Walker. Yeah, and uh, the Jonathan Martin thing. He po- he posted a picture of a, a gun with like a bunch of of rounds and said, uh, 
when you get bullied, the only option is suicide or revenge. And it was like a picture of Incognito, Mike Pouncey, or he tagged Incognito Pouncey, the high school and the Dolphins. They all went on like shut down. They all like went on lockdown and stuff. And now he's going to trial because, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, that was I mean, that was crazy when that all played out. Um, just because obviously Richie Incognito was total bad guy. But at end of the day, Jonathan Martin was like the the bad dude. Like, I'm sorry you got bullied. But it was also just like, keep that in house and deal with it. And now like everything he's done since has been like just terrible decisions. And it was just like, I forget the whole bullying stuff, but weren't they like, didn't they exchange so many text messages that it was like, how can you not consider yourself friends? Yeah, like they were linemen. There's they're guys that like yuck it up and and bump shoulders and stuff. But yeah, I I don't know. The tough break, Jonathan Martin. Think think about what you post, kids. Next time, don't threaten murder, and you won't go to trial for threatening murder. And that's just yeah. one piece of advice. That's we're an advice podcast. That's the half. That's the half, Jake. You got any halftime news for you, for us? That's I need you to give half. me thirty seconds of stalling. Um, I don't know. I, I I think later on today, I'm I've I've got a guy task that I'm I'm dreading a little bit. I've got to get so like ski racks for cars mm-hmm. are actually like multiple pieces. Yeah. So there's like the actual rack that locks in the skis. But you also need like the crossbars to put the rack on, and the different crossbars are so different for every vehicle. Um, so we were using, we were using a friend's old crossbar, but it used to be like a little bit janky of a setup because it wasn't perfectly set up for our vehicle. And so today, I think we got to go get them. And it's it's just one of those like classic guy thing. I'm not going to be great at. Like I know I'm going to say like two things wrong that whoever I'm talking to is going to be like, ah, this guy doesn't really know what he's talking about, huh? It's just like, come on. See, and people say that it's not hard to be a man sometimes. Go try walking to a car dealership knowing you know nothing about cars. Right. It was a tough time to be a man. You're expected to know things about cars. And if you don't, you're a loser and a wuss and a little bitch. Well, I, I am. I know. But you don't want other people to have to remind you all the time. Right. You don't need that constant reminder. Yeah. Like, all right, buddy, rip me off. What's wrong with my car? All right. Here we go. You ready? I think so. I read the news today. Oh, boy. And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A man was hospitalized after injecting semen into his own arm to cure his back pain. Another guy. Oh, a frog. A frog named Romeo spent 10 years alone, and now he has finally found a Juliet that can save his species. Wow. Australia wants you to stop taking wombat selfies. Australia wants you to stop taking wombat selfies. A cat owner stuck up a 
a tree in rescue bid. That's a weird headline. And an inter- and an in- a little and in an interesting case of self cure, by a bit of the hot beef injection. What the? I read the news today, oh boy. So a little behind the scenes. I forgot to to get the news stories last night. I was editing two podcasts and. My brain was just a mess because I edited our six-pack cinema that's supposed to be released on Friday, but I just released it today. So I uh, didn't get news. So while I asked Jake to stall during the halftime, I just copied and pasted these. And uh, some of them didn't come out making a lot of sense. Interested in the guy who had back pain, so said, maybe I'll inject my own semen into my arm to cure it. I have a stiff neck right now, so I mean, I'm taking any any remedies. I didn't sleep good last night. So the unidentified man injected his own semen into his arm every month for a year and a half to treat back pain. Sounds like it must have been working. Oh, unfortunately, his self-developed treatment did not work and even made things worse. But he kept doing it for a year and a half. Uh, year and a half? Year and a half. It's his own semen into his arm. It sounds like a fetish. Just like on a hunch? I don't know. Maybe he thought like, you know... It was the easiest way to get medicine. You don't have to go to the pharmacy or anything. You just just jerk off real quick. There you go. Got my new uh, got my new uh, <laughs> prescription. The easiest way to get medicine. Yeah, going to the pharmacy sucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. I uh, it feels like we're missing a a prime connector piece there. It was during his checkup the doctor noticed a patch of red swollen skin on his right forearm. The man then admitted that he had been injecting himself with his own semen semen using a hypodermic needle he bought online. The semen had entered his blood vessels and leaked into the soft tissue of his arm. The swollen area eventually grew and hardened. Doctors immediately hospitalized the patient, treating him with intravenous antimicrobial therapy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, did he have like a semen blood clot? What are, What is this? Yeah. The man decided to discharge himself when his condition improved, albeit he opted out of the incision and drainage of the fluid. Doctor oh, yeah, says this just, was the first ever case. <laughs> you, just, you just take a knife to that bad boy. What's going on in the world? I think that was in Australia. It was Adelaide. Like, what the hell's going on? I don't know. All right. So this next story is about frogs. You and I are both big frog guys. Big, big froggers. What, 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 what do we, what would we label ourselves? Frogists? Frog enthusiasts. Frog enthusiasts. Frogists. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, frogists almost sounds like we're against it, like racist or like, you know, frogists, like sexist. Like it sounds like anti to me. Oh, you're just being frogist again. Yeah, I I think there's other examples that would say that that's that would be the way you're you're. Uh, I think frogaholic. You're an anarchist. That means you hate everything. I think ist usually comes with hating. Okay. <laughs> I think we're frogists, by the way. So go on. <laughs> but we like frogs, in case that confuses you. Yeah, the big-eyed not- amphibian won hearts worldwide last year after conservationists created a playful match.com profile for him so it's a frog got huge eyes looks more like a toad to me huge eye oh wow it looks like a crab holy smokes this thing looks like a crab not a frog that one picture was tough that's not a good angle for that frog there 
Yeah, the one picture head on with its eyes, it's pretty uh anyway, they found a match. They were like I guess they just searched all over the world for another frog that was like this. What if they put them together and they don't they don't fuck? That's kind of silly though. I mean, he hasn't been able to find one guy. Maybe that's how it goes. Maybe he knows the species supposed to end. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right, cool. Maybe uh Maybe we'll put this guy in a shirt. <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Australia Maybe. wants you to stop taking wombat selfies. Have you ever taken yeah. a wombat selfie? I'd have to see the dem- definition to be sure, but I don't think so. If it's a wombat is in the picture with you, then no. Uh, I don't think I ever, like, wom- when I lived in Australia, like, wombat wasn't, wasn't a thing, wasn't an animal that we, you know, we went to the zoos a lot, like kangaroos, koala bears, all the Tasmanian devils. I saw all of those. I can't remember ever like being excited about like, oh, there's a wombat. Maybe they weren't in my area. Wombat. I, I hear the bat and I always think it's a flying creature, but no, it's a rodent. Okay. That's what, that's what I thought a wombat was. I think, I think at the Denver Zoo, I think you're greeted by wombats. So maybe I have taken a wombat selfie. Maybe you have. Shit. Wow, you're a terrible person. I'm one of the bad guys. I'm a uh, froggist. I'm a wombat selfier. There was no particular incident that occurred. It's just seeing an increased activity and people wanting to have photos of animals and get up close to them. We're in the age of the selfie, and people want to take selfies in different locations with people and animals. So there's, there's, they're doing no harm. They just don't want humans around the wombats? the fuck let the guys i mean that's just a that's a losing fight now you're see jim i'm we we haven't gone conspiracy theory in a little bit they want us to care about the wombats i'm totally on board no they want more people to come to this island to take selfies with wombats because it's faux pas now Mm. this is marketing i don't even like it like i like nothing about it oh okay so this owner a cat got stuck up a tree, as they do, and then they make you come rescue them because cats are the worst. Sure. A dog would just fall out and die and say sorry. Ooh. <laughs> Wouldn't get in the tree in the first place. How about that, Jim? There you go. Second time I, I made you say ooh today. Ooh. Uh, and the owner went up to get the cat, and the owner got stuck, which is hilarious because that's, that's what cats do. It's a backfire, Jim. Oh, it's a good backfire. The cat got what it wanted. A backfire sound effect. Backfire sound effect. You think I have anything on here that can do backfire sound effect? I mean, you'll try it. Oh. That's just a car leaving when I wanted this. It's just a car leaving. <laughs> it's not bad. Car crash. Get away from the gnome. It was instinct. I wasn't thinking. He was shaking. I just tried to calm him down before I knew it. I was climbing the tree. I was, oh my God, it's really high. I can't get down. I'm really scared. To my horror, 45 minutes later, I saw the cat basket still on the ground. Where's the cat? Up the tree. Where's the lady? Up the tree. Her poor husband is running up the street, going in the gardens, trying to find his wife. (laughs) Oh, that husband now has his cat and his wife stuck up a tree. That's a bad time. It's a bad time. Whoa. Is she cute? Yeah, it looks like she may be cute. Mariah Pari. She looks uh, 
Your she name left- is Mariah Perry. Parry. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's got an A. But yeah, she yeah, looked- but I'm. I this is just a Mariah Carey cover. Mariah Perry. Yeah, she looked. She looked cute. So good for her. Tough. Tough break for her cat. The way you started that with with the quote we have for Miss Perry sounded like ACDC. Oh yeah, it sounded like it a poem. It was instinct. She was I wasn't thinking. He was shaking. I just tried to calm him down. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. No, hey, I'm not a monkey. I liked it. I really liked it. Okay. Okay. Appreciate you. Let's go to bed of the day. Bed of the day. It's the bed of the day. Bed of the day. Bed of the day. Stepping up to the mic, we have the guy on a serious losing streak. Hasn't won a bet this week. He's 0 for his last three. He's 3 for 3 in total. Three wins, three losses. What's it going to be today, Jake? Who you got? What sport? What team? Let's hear it. Better the day. Better the day. It's the better the day. Hey, Jim. You nervous? Let me talk to the people. I am. Here's what I'm nervous about. I'm, I'm not nervous because I'm. I'm still happy. The experiment still has a correlation of data points with you. You're five and one. I I was upset with for you yesterday, not with you. I was like, because when I when I went against you and I said you're not choosing this right. bet wisely, you said, oh, I know, and I was like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I told everyone the winner. The winning bet was St. John's yesterday. I told everyone that, but I couldn't do that because I had to bet with my heart. And you ca- and you told us the over for the Warriors. Yeah, so maybe just do those ones for this for today. Yeah, I I don't know, Jim. See, when you're when you're in a tight spot like this, when you're in a tight spot like this, I was gonna say reverse bet yourself. We're not there yet. That's a five. If you get on a five-game losing streak, that's when you reverse bet yourself. Okay. Today, I think I've got it, Jim. All right. We're going NBA. All right. We're going Toronto Raptors hosting the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Where is it? So it's in Toronto. And so I just mentioned... So Toronto played last night, so we're coming off a back-to-back, which is a thing in basketball. But Phoenix is coming to Toronto, so. Um, And Toronto lost last night to Boston. And Toronto wants to be, like, the one seed in the East. It's that time of year. They want to make the push. Um, And Phoenix is the worst team in basketball. They're trying to get the number one pick in the draft. So it's, it's minus nine. And I'm I'm going with Toronto minus nine. Okay, who's the worst team? The Toronto's the worst team. Phoenix is the worst team in the NBA. Oh, Suns are the worst team. And so you're you have the Suns losing. Yes, by more than nine points. You have Toronto covering. Okay. Basically, Toronto winning by ten plus, Jim. Okay. All right. And it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto. But the Raptors are coming off, are, have a back-to-back. 
Back-to-back, they just lost to the Celtics in a game where they came back, but they, they, couldn't, they couldn't finish the deal. The Suns did not play yesterday, correct? Uh, correct. So they got to Canada ahead of time, didn't have to deal with customs and, and log down their trip. They've been, they've been in, in Canada just getting ready. They're acclimated to the new country. They're ready and they're waiting. Um, hmm. Nine points, though. Basketball's hard because you get all sloppy. The Raptors... You get some sloppy points at the end. The Raptors haven't won a game by nine points since... Uh, for in a week. <laughs> Three games ago. They beat the Nets by, by uh, like, 19. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you, Jake. Wow. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I'm going to agree with you here. The Suns I'm are bad. The Suns are bad. And unlike Tulsa, Toronto's got a nightlife and some stuff to be done. And the mm. Suns are prioritizing having fun off the court at this point in the season. They're young. It's probably a few of their first times to Toronto. Yeah, strip clubs and all that stuff. And yep. they are they are prioritizing their nightlife a little bit more than on the court life because their right. season's over. They don't give a fuck. Right. They Tor- don't want to win. Toronto had a game yesterday. They were exhausted. They didn't go out and celebrate or do anything. They just went straight no. home, slept it off because they were tired, got a good night's sleep, come back, do it again because we're fighting for something. Now, they it gets recovered. tricky, with, gets tricky take- with the fouls at the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be um, – because you're right. If, if basketball, you find yourself in one of those situations where points are not starting to matter, that's that's when you're in a bad time. But Phoenix is so, so bad. Um, they uh, – let's – their they their last game they lost to the Pacers who are a top four team in the East one thirty one to ninety seven yeah by thirty four points that was the um, death blow they were like yo dude one one member of the Suns was like pissed about it and he was like yo seasons this ain't the season man let's go to Toronto let's go to some strip clubs let's have some fun relax a little bit get ready for next year it's a big big road trip they're going the the Suns. Went Indy, they're going to Toronto, Charlotte, and then the T-Wolves. So they've got, you know, this is like a, a big vacation for them. Yeah, 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 I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you agree. I'm excited for you to go 6-1 and because now we're going to start selling. You're going to become a gambling guru, and I think that's hilarious because that's, you don't, you're not into that at all. I was, I was surprised when I updated the scoreboard. Yeah. That you were five hundred and I was five and one. I didn't realize that last night's game put us at that drastic of like I'm doing very yeah, well man. and you're five hundred. That's the whole goal of this. That was my whole objective. Yeah, well, it's good. We'll see what happens tonight. Because see, I'm gonna I'm gonna win win here tonight when I agree with you. It's also a little bit of my strategy. If I right. if they win if the if if we win then great, I still. Right. I still have the same amount better record than you. Right. I mean, you could do that from here on out, and then the game would be over, essentially. No, no, so. no. Because I'm gonna. Because I actually did. I have solid reasoning for why I'm choosing to right. agree with you. But also, if 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 we're wrong, 
I right. like you going over five on the week is just as exciting as me winning. Right, but I'm not there yet. So no, no, no. But if you lose today, then tomorrow's going to be pressure is on tomorrow. Oh, I mean, I've already got that. I, I'm, I would already put in the W's. You're six and one. I'm four and three. But we'll, we'll pick that up tomorrow. All right, we'll let it, we'll let it go. Maybe, maybe if it's not going to be on live TV. I liked. I went on Periscope. If they're on national television, and it's close finish. I'm going to Periscope the finish of all the bet of the days. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the end of this show. Start tailoring my picks towards that if you need. What's that? I can start tailoring my picks towards that. No, no, no. I, I want, I want the no. open field. Well, oh, want, it's already altered. It's already altered in my brain. I want open field for you. Uh, Jake and I were talking about golf yesterday. We have no idea how many people like golf. Jordan Gag, you listen. You like golf. Uh, but if you want to just do a thing with friends, I think we're going to set up this this thing Jake likes to do, the uh, Survivor Series for golf, where you pick one golfer uh, for each one tournament. One and done. What's that? One and done fantasy golf. One and done fantasy golf. You get the winnings that that guy gets. Now, this weekend, it's too early. I'm going to set it up so Monday you can join. And if we get enough people to join and it's fun and people are doing it, we'll we'll give like a, the winner gets a T-shirt or or something. Figure it out. But yeah. I, I'm interested. I like doing these because it's not like fantasy football or baseball where you have to like study anything that much. You just can pick a golfer. Whoa. So I have my golfer for this week, Jake. This tournament coming up. The uh, okay. What's what's what is it? The Desert Classic. Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? Yeah, I picked John Ram. John Rom. Rom. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, from uh, Arizona. Born in Spain. Went to University of Arizona. He uh, he won it last year. Yeah, and he's coming off uh, two good performances. He finished in December 2nd. He finished first at the Hero World Challenge, and January 6th, the last one, he tied for eighth, which are pretty good. So this is going to be my John Rom, which is a – it's John Rom. That's a fun name. Yeah. There's there's something you don't know is that John Rom's, like, really good. Yeah, he looks like, so Adam, like a he, lot of people. A lot of people would be saving him for later in the year. No, no, I'm just gonna get his winnings now. And yeah, that's smart. It's yeah. all about getting the wins. He looks like so Adam. He, wins. he looks like Adam Warren. If anyone's interested, you think so? Yeah, I do think so. Does he have facial hair right now? Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Maybe, maybe you got a different picture than me. Maybe. Maybe. Who, do you have a pick? You, I thought you were going to have one yesterday. Oh, you're trying. You want you want me to give the people more free money? I'm I, I'm taking Andrew Putnam. He he finished second last week. He's uh, he's been playing well, and I think uh, I think he's just going to go out and get it. And I don't want to use him later in the year. So, do you think he was destined to be a golfer with a name like Putt in his uh, in his name? It's got no, the putt from Putnam. Nope. There's a Putnam, Connecticut. So that's what I think of. Golf. I don't think everyone from Putnam, Connecticut, was destined to putt. So no. Well, no, their name's not Putnam. Their name's not Putnam. What's uh, what's his first name? Putnam Andrew. Andrew. Drew Putt. Andy Putt. Andy Putt should be his name. Andy Putts. Andy Putts should be his name. It'd be a good Instagram name. No one would actually want to be called that in real life. No, no, it's like a it's like a fun moniker, not like an actual name. Like Instagram. It's an IG name. Yeah. Yeah. 
but right. it sucks because if golf you lose, you go mental like David Duvall is, then it'd be like torture. Yeah, like you just start shaking over every putt. <laughs> Andy putts. Andy putt. Oh, here comes Andy putts. Well, that sucks that this guy will forever be known as Andy putts for to me. Yeah. But Good. that is the end of today's show. Tomorrow we have best song ever Friday episode. So if you're interested in the golf, reach out and be like, hey, I'm interested. And then I'll actually put it together. A little golf challenge. You just pick one golfer every weekend. And in the end, we'll see who's the best. And I want to do more stuff like that for John Boy and Jake Radio. Just friends doing friends things. Friends. Here is brand new to end 2000s Punk Week. See you guys. There's ice on all the roads And you can think of me When you forget your sleep But then again When your head goes through the windshield Is that what you call tact? You're as little as a brick And as small as my back So let's end this call And end this conversation And is that what you call a getaway? Lays down what you got away with Cause you left the phrase And the ties are strong Best friends, 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 best friends